0: Welcome to today's fast-track episode of the Growth Zone. My name is Christian Bartsch and these episodes provide you with a focused mind-feeding topic. You can use it to have some new ideas to guide you through the day. Let's get started on today's topic. So in today's episode we are going to be looking at how to understand the key issues that a market maker or trading platform can have on your stock market investments. What we are going to talk today about is the different kind of gateways or platforms you can use in order to place your stock market orders. Whether you are placing orders to buy a particular share from a company whether you're trying to buy CFDs, options forex trades and all these different kind of things uh, turbo certificates and all different kind of stuff that are available on the market and it applies as well even if you invest in cryptocurrency and you're trying to buy it over trading platforms so there are lots of different trading platforms whether they have a website whether they have an app and as well different kinds of brokers and so on they all like to call themselves all sorts of different kind of names nevertheless the key thing is there's one significant difference and it doesn't matter if you go and invest in the stock market by going to your local bank whether you go to a online trader or a neo trader or to a broker. The key thing is you have to whisper how do they make their money exactly? And that's the thing. Neo brokers, for instance, like Robin Hood, they make the money not by charging you fees for their service, but actually by being given what one would call in other environments kickbacks, which are actually their being paid for placing your orders at the clearing house, so that actually means that they are indirectly charging you a commission fee because that's what it is. Because in reality, if the clearing house didn't have to pay the money, the clearing house would charge lower fees. It's logical because, of course, the commission has to be there, and if the commission doesn't exist, they don't have to pay them. So you're actually paying in the back a commission to them. And they're making a lot of money, because even if it's a few cents per order, if they get the market to place a lot of orders, it generates quite a few millions. And when you look at it, what they've been doing, they're generating quite a good profit out of people who've put their savings, they've lost a lot of money on the, on these platforms because mostly these people are not properly educated and understand what to do with these things. And there are different ways to educate yourself. You can do courses, you can go to university, and that, um, there are lots of different things that you can do in order to educate yourself. And the nice thing about it is many brokers as well, the professional ones, that uh, try to do a proper due diligence with their clients, as well provide additional online information. They provide online video tutorials, even how to use their platform, so that people know how to do it and they don't do some stupid stuff by mistake because they click on the wrong place and don't notice what they're doing. The same thing as well, you can um, do in different languages as well, different kinds of courses where you understand how to use the stuff, but it depends as well very much on what you're doing and that's the difference as well whether you're just learning on some online course for 400 dollars to trade yeah it gives you some basic insights and you understand how to do it okay that's nice Uh, you can learn that as well of course by reading books and um, going to university studying different kinds of stuff like for instance foreign exchange that i did i did trade and financial management and and uh, foreign exchange systems and all these different things and how stocks and forex and options work and cfds and so on and it's always quite interesting because you actually start to understand the risks and that's the thing you have to have a proper risk management and most people don't have they just go and invest blindly in some kind of stuff and when you're investing, these platforms, whether it's brokers, training platforms, neo brokers, whatever they want to call themselves, even your local bank, they're all making money on you, either by fees or by uh, kickbacks and other kind of um, activities, even by charging you in some cases even fees for holding your stocks in a depot, which is crazy because there's no big cost to them um it's just a joke but they still do it some banks still still charge for a depot which is silly because actually they're not doing anything it's just held in a software tool that they have and it knows that of the thousand shares from one company you have seven of those shares awesome um but if you had 88 shares You pay as well a little bit more. But the thing is, their cost isn't even any bigger, whether you have 7 shares, 88 shares, or 894 shares. It doesn't matter. It's all a software topic. They make money for a service that's not really much. There's no big cost in it. But the key thing is, how is a problem for us if we are investing through market makers and market makers are those who create artificial markets inside their environment for the clients so what they're doing let's say for instance they are buying options yeah and they're selling options they will eventually create a market of their own which means You have on top of the market price, you have a second price. So they actually build into the market price that they are showing you their own spread. And it'd be quite a different price level when you compare it. And at the moment, I've got here beside me three different kind of uh, windows. For instance, for the pound to the US dollar. That's a forex. Three different broker accounts. One has a direct access to the market. I see what the price is. I have a second one where I see through one broker what he is charging and the other one through a second broker that is like a nail broker. And you see quite a big difference. So the direct access is in some cases even through a market maker and a different market maker can be quite a difference. one market maker here is actually charging 0.018 more than the second market maker. And when you compare it to the direct market access, it's in reality 0.0038. That's the spread that they're putting on top. Saying, oh, that's not much, not so much. Yeah, it doesn't sell much, but actually if you increase the volume, a certain amount you will notice that that difference already does quite a difference in investment and let's say you're putting a hundred thousand dollars in or a million or 10 million makes a big difference so just consider it do you think that your local bank that has a department an investment bank department let's say deutsche bank hsbc or um Bank of America and all these, they are not trading through the same kind of systems that retail traders are trading. Retail trader is a person like you and me, a normal person who is actually going to bank or using uh, systems like Robinhood and so on. Um, They are using these platforms to place their orders. So they're actually going through different levels until actually the order reaches the market and yeah so there's not only fees and commissions and depot fees and other kind of stuff that might be depending on who you're using you have as well the spread on top which means the price that you're being shown by the platform it's actually not the price that's on the stock market and the thing is when you then compare the price on the three different platforms, and I added a retail platform that I have access as well to from a different bank, which belongs to the second largest bank in Germany, and is connected as well with one of the largest French banks, then you see quite a big of a difference between sale price, order price, or what you could be buying and selling, and even in the selling you see quite a difference Even there there's a spread quite significant so using retail banks and all these things to invest in stuff like stock options or cfds and so on is a high risk because you always are getting a price that is not the real price it's not a good price and it's not close enough because that's the thing when you Look then at the scaling and the volatility of these things. You need to have a good price that is close to the market and not something that's artificially set up because by the time you place your sale, you can be closed out or extracted or you're kicked out of your position because, for instance, 50% of your capital reserves have gone under the exposure that you've got in your investments. And if it's happening at the wrong time, you're losing a lot of money. So that's something that you shouldn't be doing. You need to have, on one side, enough money in your cash account in that system. At the same time, having as well the right investments in the right kind of stuff. But the key thing is so is it a big deal? Yes, it is a big deal. And that's the thing when we look at what's happening with all these different investments and that, it's it's just crazy because you see people are posting, they're losing money and the investments and they're feeling sick and they would like to commit suicide and all, all the other terrible stuff. That's stuff that shouldn't be happening because they obviously didn't educate themselves first. They don't know what they're putting their money in. Yeah, and I'm reading these things on Reddit and I'm thinking, oh, that's interesting actually what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Aha, okay, fine. And then you read some other stuff and you think, that's that's funny, that doesn't make any not, doesn't make much sense. And in between, there's a lot of garbage and people posting all sorts of other stupid stuff in between. No, not really very professional. And uh, when I think of it, what, uh, for instance, a friend of mine told me as well some time ago, um, Mondays, you just shouldn't be on the stock market. And I keep to that rule. And I see, I don't gamble this stuff. And that's what I've been doing for over 30 years. I don't go and put do crazy stuff. Whether I buy funds, stocks, or other kind of financial items, it doesn't make sense to go crazy. And the thing is, if you've ever had the opportunity to go uh, and visit, for instance, a you call it the trading floor of a big bank, i had that opportunity in north america once with a friend to go the to the trading platform of a large american bank was was a cool experience because of course you see there's so many people there they're all trained educated It takes several years for them to actually go from junior to senior to eventually being the head of the whole department and he is one of the the top top guys in in that bank He does a lot of trading, and he's really, really good in what he does. Makes a good amount of money, but of course, um, there's as well, of course, a lot of risk and stress and other things involved. And so you have to be as well very cool, very relaxed about things. Don't go in a frenzy. Don't do hectic stuff, but actually think what you're doing before you press the button. And that's what you see with all these retail investors, they are doing crazy stuff. Because the thing is, they don't understand that the market, and those are the big banks, the big investments, the big hedge funds, they can easily push you out. They see from the order books and from the requests, they see, okay, here lots of small requests, obviously. Somebody's buying five shares, 50 shares, 100 shares. They see that's peanuts, that's peanuts. Okay, let them buy it. Then we push them out. We get the stuff for free because then suddenly they create go nuts, sell it for for next to nothing, and they the big investors and the big investment banks that just buy the stuff cheap. And that's the thing where these People are going into the market, don't actually understand what they're doing with their money, and they don't actually know who they're playing against. It's like as if you go into a, for instance, you know, these holiday resorts. There are these guys who have these uh, nutshells and this little ball, and you're supposed to guess under which. And they're so fast, they know exactly how to trick you. And you, you usually, at the beginning, you find it, and then you get you to entice you to put more money on, on this plate, and then you... They do it so fast and easily that they trick you out and eventually you lose all your money. Yeah, And that's the same thing. You don't go and do this gambling stuff. That's stupid. First, invest and orientate. Even Warren Buffett doesn't do this stuff. It's it's just crazy because uh, he knows what to invest. And similar happens as well with venture capital that I'll be telling you about in the next few episodes where we'll be looking as well at the other side of investment because putting your money you can put your money in stocks, you can put them in funds and options and so on, Forex trades and all these different kinds of things. But the same of that, there's a different kind of thing you can do and that's venture capital. That's a different kind of investment and there you have to have more knowledge about what you're putting your money in. And as well, it has some benefits, some really interesting benefits. And if you are somebody who is really into contributing or building new stuff, new innovative products, then that's something where you have to go into venture capital. Because venture capital has quite some interesting stuff. It has risk as well. Depending on the risk exposure of your investment group, you might have a high risk or low risk. Some investments don't work out. The business go broke. And the other one becomes a mega unicorn. And you make millions and billions on that. But that's the thing you have to understand what to do and how to do it. I hope you enjoyed the Fast track edition of today. I would like to invite you to follow our show so that you don't miss the upcoming interviews with leaders in the market. Simply visit the website follow.prmediareach.com Dot com. I will be adding the link also to the description of this episode so that you just need to click on that link. The link is follow.prmediareach.com follow.prmediareach.com you can follow me also on Twitter by using the Twitter handle C-A-P-Barge. So, it's spelled C-A-P-B-A-R-T-S-C-H. Or for those who are into sailing and uh, flying, Charlie, Alpha, Papa, Bravo, Alpha, Romeo, Tango, Sierra, Charlie, Hotel. Yes, that's C-A-P-Barge. See you soon or hear you soon in the next episode. And please share as well this episode if you've enjoyed it and would like to let others have the opportunity to use it as well to get new ideas and insights. (laughs)